once was a girl that had a little bitty curl right in the middle of her forehead. And when she was good, she was very, very good. And when she was bad, she was horrid. Yes, that is me. I tried, I tried. I'm still trying to do nothing while doing my exercises and learning to live life with this illness. But it's kind of come see, come saw. I take it day by day. Why? Because this illness rears its ugly head when we least expect it and we have no control of it. And it's very frustrating, very, very frustrating to have. The thing is, this illness there is no cure. It is forever changing. It affects our joints. What happens with a regular person doesn't work for us. Jennifer and I were chatting and I was looking at her and realized that her left side is higher than her right. Her pelvis is out of alignment. Everything she has a problem with is exactly like me, but she can still function. It has something to do with our DNA and how everything affects us. But that's why I say the postural respiration therapy works for all individuals. Why? Because we have a tendency to throw ourselves out of proper posture, even when we don't have hypermobility. And we tend to favor one side when we've hurt another side. So when regular everyday people throw themselves out of whack, they can still function. We, not so much. Now I'm trying to do my nothing that I'm supposed to be doing. And it's very frustrating. Today it has been here and there. Doing my exercises... I'm feeling my quadratus lumborum just tighten up a little bit, trying to ignore it, but it's kind of hard to do. Now, back in the day when I couldn't walk, I knew after discovering that it was my fascia that I had to release those nasty adhesions so I could get up and function. I thought that once I did that, I was in good shape and I needed to do nothing else. Little did I know that there were so many other things that were going to come attached to this illness. That is why I stress that although there are apps out there offered and there are programs out there offered and supplements offered, you hold the key to your treatment plan. You are the one that can get yourself better. There is no cookie cutter approach. What I suggest for you are merely suggestions because I'm sharing with you because I have spent so much daggone money trying to get better to find out that there is no one exact approach. Just like this postural respiration, I knew better 
then to do those turtle exercises where you're standing up and then breathing in by arching your back. I knew better than to do those exercises standing up, but I lost myself in the fact that I was dealing with someone that's knowledgeable about EDS and knowledgeable about what needs to happen for me, but you know what they're not knowledgeable in? Me. That is why I question those programs that are $5 a month or just $26 or this is a $3,000 value you can get for $199 because they are merely suggestions and tips for how you can type at the keyboard, tips for how you can sit, tips on how to breathe. Because I did those programs. I've signed, just, just like I have done several fascial therapies, I have also tried about all of those programs out there just so I could talk about them. It's like I told my son, don't start an argument with somebody unless you know their side as well as yours. So I can tell you that fascial remodeling is not the same as roughing. Why? Because I've had it done. I can tell you that having somebody sit on the other end of a monitor and, and sit there and listen to what makes you upset about this illness and then letting you know that they're there for you and then telling you how you need to breathe because they're watching you breathe didn't do jack diddly for me. Because they didn't physically put their hands on me. They don't physically know my body. Only you know your body. Now that I have changed the exercise, my turtle, to sitting down, it's better for my neck. Now this is the thing. A lot of us have TMJ, right? We have TMJ issues. Have you thought about it? Now that the fascial adhesions are no longer holding me together, which is kind of sad because I think that's the only reason I was able to stand and keep my body upright was because those adhesions had everything stuck together. You couldn't see my individual ribs. I have a sunken chest. You can now put a quarter into my chest cavity and right there between my bosoms you can put a quarter and it sinks in because that little bone in between is sunken in and now the fascia that was there is gone and now it's a hole if i was lying on my back it would collect water now you can see my ribs individually because the fascial adhesions are gone now my pelvis pops out and does what it wants to because the adhesions are gone but now I'm in a position to strengthen those muscles because I have released those adhesions. That's the important thing. That's the thing that you have to look at. And as far as, you know, if you're, see, pay me the money and I'll sit there and breathe with you for 10 minutes. I'll tell you how to walk up and down the steps. I'll give you some suggestions. Because each person is different and you know your body. And that's what I'm asking you to do. Take control and take charge of your maintenance plan so you can get better. The postural respiration plan that this woman has works for everybody else. It does not work for me. So I have to, to tweak it and make it 
suitable for my body. That's the only way I'm going to come out of this. Now I was truly hoping. Get rid of those adhesions and I'm off to the races because that's the only problem I had. I didn't realize there was this tiredness. I didn't realize that constipation and all that stuff came with it. I didn't realize the TMJ and all that was part of it. Those are all things that I've lived with all my life that I've managed, but now, for whatever reason, they seem like they want to be unmanageable. Now that I have a bobblehead for a head because those adhesions are gone, when my neck starts getting out of alignment, I can I can tell now. Like right now, I'm struggling to push my pelvis to the left because I started hurting badly as I was talk, talking with you, and I realized I was leaning to the right. So now I'm pushing my pelvis to the left. Now yesterday, I didn't think I was doing much of anything. My son and I went to the store uh, we picked up our curbside groceries, and I helped him put away groceries and things like that. Well, little did I know, my neck was pulling forward, just like that duck I tell you about. It's got like the oil in it, and it's, it's a glass old duck, and it teeters forward. It's got a little top pad on, and it goes forward, and then when it gets about to the to the table, it pops back up. Well, that's what my neck is doing. Well, I did not realize that I messed my neck up by doing those standing exercises and my neck was slowly going forward. Well, that trickled its way down, had a domino effect all the way down to my pelvis and that's what's kind of giving me a little bit of a flare. But have you noticed how many of us have TMJ issues? When your neck starts going a little bit forward. If you can keep your mouth shut long enough, which I have a very difficult time doing, but if you slowly start letting your head go forward, just just the, the, the head part, keep your neck where it is, but your neck, your neck is straight up and down. And as your head starts going forward a little bit, if your mouth is shut, tell me your TMJ, your tiptoe-mandibular joint, does not start to pop open. I think that's why we have so many TMJ issues. Because over time, our neck's slowly going forward and taking us out of proper posture and causing that TMJ joint to stay open. When you're talking on the phone, do you ever like hold it with your shoulder and lean your ear to one side? That takes us out of proper posture. That causes problems on your TMJ joint. I know my joint locked shut when I was 18 years old, and I couldn't open my mouth. And it took having to pop open that joint so it could open up. But I didn't realize that my neck was going forward, even when I thought I was in proper posture, because I wasn't diagnosed with, with hypermobility yet. Sadly, this is something there is no cure for. There is no cookie-cutter fix-all for. There are no supplements for. It is forever changing. And we are forever having to fight the pain, the joints, the struggle is real. Our muscles are having to work twice as hard than someone else's muscles in order for us to stay upright. 
That's why Jennifer can keep going with her left side completely out of whack and we can't. Our muscles are working extra hard and they just, actually, I really have no rhyme or reason why she can go through. How is she functioning? I was like, Jennifer, your whole left side is, is like higher than the right. How is she able to function? And it takes me out and I can't do anything. And the strangest thing is, is like today, I know I'm not supposed to be doing anything, but when I don't have anything major to do and I'm by myself, I get into trouble. So I was looking at the window and I thought, I bet I could clean the outside of that window from the inside. I just need to stretch and I can reach and I can do that. So I started working on it. And then I realized I couldn't do it. And then I looked at the dirt and the track of the window. And I thought, I could wipe that clean. But then it was only half-ass done because I could only do but so much. And then I looked up in the closet. And there was dust on the hangers for clothes that I have not worn in years. So I decided to go through those clothes, which required me standing on a chair, reaching for things that I shouldn't have been reaching for. So the whole time I'm doing this, do I really need a strapless dress that has a hole cut out in the middle from the bosoms down to the belly button? I mean, my husband liked it on me when I got it about 10 years ago, but do I need, I'm 53. Do I need to be wearing that dress anymore? And those string bikinis, they're not taking up much room. Matter of fact, I think I've got six bathing suits and one gallon Ziploc zipper bag. That's how small they are. So they're not taking up that much room. But do I really need to keep those bathing suits? Am I going to be putting those on anytime soon? So I wanted to clean out the closet. I wanted to go through my clothes. I wanted to clean the windows. There were all these things that I'm not supposed to do. But I decided I needed to do. How much of this illness do we make worse because we haven't accepted things? And when I say we, I mean me. It's frustrating, is it not? It's like we're so desperately trying to take control because we've lost control, because our body has lost control. And then you've got these programs that promise that they're going to help you get better and they're going to do this and do that. Well, I can tell you some of it and save you that money. Some of it's just common sense. I mean, now that, you know, I mean, I know I need to eat. If I don't eat, I get worse. I'm going to find out if I still need to keep drinking this expensive water because it's expensive. And if I don't have to drink it anymore, I would like to just go back to regular old water and not have to uh, deal with buying Fiji water. Although it tastes good, it's a lot of money. And I could save quite a bit of money per week. We need to get control of what we can of this illness. And part of it is accepting what is within our control. There is no cookie cutter fix for this. There is no supplement for this. There is no program that you can get. Not Jenny DeBond, not Tracy Rodriguez, not Kate Skinner, not Sasquatch, not... There's, there's programs that can help you, yes, 
But how much of that can you just pick up on your own by listening to a few people and by doing a little bit of research on your own before you spend one more daggone dime on trying to get better? Do you know that it was figured that it's $32,000 per year for an individual with chronic pain living with that illness? That's medications, that's braces, all of that. Do you know that? $32,000 a year. And that was quite some time ago that that was done. Quite some time ago. That's a lot of money. How much more money do you want to spend? And how much of this could you possibly fix on your own without maybe having to sign up for another program? At what point do you just take a step back and say, okay, this is as good as it's going to get for right now. (laughs) I'm doing the best I can. And we're going to take it from there. $32,000. And I don't remember when that was configured. There are just some things that are beyond our control. Our muscles work twice as hard because they are trying to keep our joints stable. And this causes muscle aches and fatigue. We've got faulty collagen. Our connective tissues stretch much further than they should. So this allows some of our joints to move past the normal range of motion. Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome is a chronic condition. Has yours lasted three months or more? There is no cure for this. It's in you. Our joints are unstable and they are likely to fall out of place. And that's going to cause like partial or full dislocations. And this can happen anywhere on any part of your body, fingers, hips, jaw, ribs, your big joints, your small joints. And they can happen anywhere, meaning at the store, in your home, at the social event of the year. When was it? Let me think. It was 2015, I think. 2015, I think, is when that $32,000 per year came up. That's doctor's visits, testing, your braces, your therapies, your medications. And so you know, almost 10 years later, that's more than $32,000 a year. There is no cure. This is a genetic condition. You're not going to fix it with exercise. There's nothing in nature. There's no supplements or oils. HEDS is just as natural as the color of your eyes or your hair. It is a part of you. It is written in your DNA. Your hypermobility, it's not caused by flexibility, by overtraining or stretching. 
It's caused by faulty collagen that's holding the joints together. We have a spectrum disorder. And unfortunately, several other comorbidities decide to join it. Now to others, and maybe even to us, our joints, they look structurally fine. But it's the lack of stability around them that can cause the damage. That's where the braces come in and sometimes the assistance of crutches and walkers and wheelchairs. And the sad thing is, is that this illness oftentimes in children mimics, you know, growing pains and, oh, the injuries, children will be children which makes the diagnosis even harder to get. That's why we need to educate and share this with others. Your joint instability and your muscle weakness, not to mention your kinesthesia issues, will cause so many varying limitations. This, combined with the other comorbidities, can make daily activity even harder for you. And the medications that we can take, they vary anywhere from over-the-counter to prescriptions. Sometimes you can do like those topical pain-relieving creams, you know. Some medications that work for non-EDS patients don't necessarily have the same effect on us. So we're even in a more special category. Don't even get me started on the musculoskeletal pain and you know that weakness, the fatigue, the headache, the paresthesis. I mean, you've got brain and spine structural anomalies. There's epilepsy, neuropathy. There's a wide spectrum of neurological manifestations that are common with this that other people that are not knowledgeable about EDS don't understand. There's the organ rupture. That's when you're dealing with the vascular type of EDS. Don't get me started on POTS. When you get your increased heart rate, then that drop in the blood pressure that results, I don't know, in fainting, dizziness. Don't, I mean... How many of you, you get nauseous, the vomiting, the the blurred vision, the sweating is just crazy. I mean, and that's from just simply standing up, right? We quietly suffer and we smile through the pain, do we not? This is an invisible disability and sometimes... It's noticeable because we're wearing braces or something like that. But a lot of this we keep inside. There are specialists that can possibly help us. But they are few and far between. The therapies that are used to manage the symptoms of this. It's usually physical therapy is what they recommend. 
because it can often help strengthen the muscles around the loose joints. But you need to find somebody knowledgeable in HEDS. Most people never heard of it. They don't even know what it involves. I mean, this is sad. It's our doctors and nurses. They aren't aware of this illness. It's rare, not because so few people have it. It's because so few people are diagnosed with it. It is hard to do regular programs like everybody else because our muscles, like I said, are working twice as hard to support to, to, to support your joints. I was going to say support joints. I was going to say it one word. And your weakness can be mild or severe. And it can be in the biggest muscles and the littlest muscles. The reason why I bring all this up is because I want you to just let all that sink in and remember how bad this illness is and realize that not just any one person has the fix-all for it. You, after hearing that, even more so now, have to take charge and build your own treatment plan. Focus and take care of you. Ask the doctors to give you tests. Find out if you're malnourished. Find out if you're lacking in this so you can take the supplements you need to. Before you shell out money for a program for somebody to help you breathe, make sure everything is working properly. Go down the path that's best for you. I'm offering you suggestions. They're non-invasive. Uh, and, and I'm sharing these things with you because, like I said, I've done just the majority of just about everything to try and get better. And I don't want to waste another daggone dime. And I don't want you to either. Just like every day I am learning how to live with this illness, it will forever change. I thought I was done and I was going to be fixed when those adhesions were gone away. Little did I know that I was going to have to deal with the pots. I was going to have to deal with my posture. That exercises were sometimes going to make me worse. That is why you just can't do that one size fits all. What works for me might not work for you. That is why I love hearing from you. I love hearing what works for you, so maybe I can try it. I brought up the the poly, I need to get the whole word for it again, the polygestromine bromide to somebody who was talking about gastroparesis, you know, the other day in, in a group, and they were like, oh my gosh, never thought of that, need that medication. It's been a good pick-me-up for me. I'm definitely noticing a difference. But I'm also noticing that there are other issues coming. That brain fog is still rearing its ugly head. It's not as bad. But I can't focus as much. And I don't know how much of it is on me. Because 
I'm looking at starting activities that I can't do, such as cleaning the windows, cleaning the closet, and things like that, and detouring my mind so that I can't focus and and do my paperwork? Or is there something in me lacking? I don't know. But I'm sure as heck not going to sign up for a program to start some exercise to make it better. It's something I've got to figure out. And I will. There are some of you out there I know I've gotten your messages and my heart aches for you. I have been there. I have been fighting for for money. I've been fighting to be heard. I've fought with the doctors that didn't listen to me. I have dealt with people writing down what was wrong with me and not I mean when I had to to file paperwork they put in there that I had a bad back I got denied disability because they said I had a bad back which I do not have so then I had to go and correct all of that and that's frustrating that's frustrating in itself when the people that you're relying on to help you don't even get it right that is why I say take charge be an AWOL zebra and do all you can to come up with your own approach for this. Maybe it's some a little bit of what I do. It's some of a little bit of what somebody does there and somebody else does over there and another person over there does. Make you a little hodgepodge of everything to come up with the right recipe for your success. Now today, part of me thinks I've got a little bit of a setback because I didn't get that window cleaned. I only got four things out of my closet. Still teetering on that dress. The bathing suits, I don't know. Like I said, they're in a Ziploc baggie. Do I keep them? Do I not? Don't know. But those aren't things that I have to do in order to make my life work. I need to stand properly. I need to work on my posture. And this QL, I'm telling you, every time I'm doing something and it's in improper posture, I can feel it bunching up. And remember before, I was collapsing. Like I would feel like I was collapsing. Well, after getting those adhesions released, I don't collapse anymore. I now can feel my neck going forward which when I do, it's not fast enough. It's not as fast as I like it, but I know instantly that I need to put my neck back and then I work on my jaw because it starts tightening up. So now I'm able to trace my TNJ before it gets too bad right now. And, and like now I notice that I've been leaning forward and now I'm starting to rub my jaw a little bit because it's hurting a little bit. I am in love with, I call it my muscle hook. Some people call it a theracane or whatever. I call it a muscle hook because it hooks that muscle and uh. I am now doing the myofascial release repeatedly during the day because every step that I am taking, I can feel my quadratus lumborum tightening up on the left side. And as I release that QL, I actually feel my pelvis dropping. And that is so cool to me. But I wouldn't have known it if I hadn't had started off 
on my own path to fixing me. It hurts like the dickens. Let me tell you what. It hurt. It it hurts so badly. It brings tears to my eyes because it's slow and steady pressure. And man alive, it lights you up. But as I push on it, I feel the release. And the reason why I'm working on it is I am doing what my therapist does. I work on releasing the piriformis on the right side, which has been helping with the pain on my left. I've always been working on the left side. What's been happening is I'm releasing the left side even more, and the right side just keeps getting tighter. But I wouldn't have known that if somebody hadn't physically touched my body and was able to tell me. For years, I have been putting the ball and using my muscle hook on the left side for my piriformis, thinking that it was tight because the pain was coming from there. That's why I haven't been getting better, because I have been releasing the wrong side. My right piriformis muscle is the one that's tight, because it's overworking because my left side isn't strong enough. Again, something I wouldn't have known if I hadn't physically been in front of somebody. That is why that fibro guy didn't work with me in the UK, and I'm very grateful for that. He knew I was too far gone for him to work with. He knew I needed, he said it himself, I physically needed to be in their studio. He said, we're not going to be able to help you and I'm not going to take your money. And I, thank you. Thank you for that. I'll recommend him till the cows come home. He didn't help me, but he did. And that's what I'm trying to do for you. Take control and work on yourself and find the right people to help you. Then you can go on your merry way. Because once I get this under control, because eventually my QL muscle is going to quit bunching up. Lord only knows when. I mean, it couldn't happen soon enough. I mean, as a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to push in it now just because it's starting to hurt as I'm sitting here. But eventually, when I have to quit putting my pelvis back by pushing it to one side when my pelvis just starts staying in its own position I won't have to worry about releasing that QL muscle any longer I'm sure I'll be on to the next adventure who knows what it's going to be but I will forever be working on my fascia my posture and whatever else comes up Because I am going to grow and change as this illness does so I can try to stay one step ahead. Got to keep the positive energy going. I still do my three A's, my AWOL zebra agenda. I still do three a day. And then I add on to it. But I do give myself three activities on my AWOL zebra agenda. And once they're done, I can stop. It's mentally hard to accept that 
But I have to train myself to be able to accept that. And then I gradually add on to it. It's just like I know better than to sit there and try to clean the windows. And I know better than to try to work on my closet. But I only did a little bit before I said, okay, that's enough. Let's start releasing those muscles. Because now I can feel my head pulling forward, which is causing my TMJ to to flame up a little bit. Right now, I feel like I'm pushing against a big old windstorm because my pelvis is just wanting to lean to the right, but I am struggling to keep pushing it to the left. It'll happen, not overnight, but it will happen. So please keep sending me your messages, sharing with me the things that are working for you because Things that work for me, I'm going to put in my little arsenal so I can keep getting better. That's the point of all this, right? For us to learn together and share and grow. $32,000 in 2015 for chronic patients in pain. That's absurd. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra, thank you for sharing your time with me. I look forward to tomorrow. Have a lovely day.